0: For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Matthew 6, 21 Dear Lord, guide our hearts towards the treasures that truly matter. Love, kindness, faith, and service to others. Help us to recognize the fleeting nature of worldly possessions and desires, and to prioritize the eternal values of your kingdom. Teach us to invest our time, energy, and resources in building relationships, growing in our faith, and serving those in need. Let our hearts be anchored in the things of You, finding joy and purpose in Your presence. Help us to continually align Your hearts with Your will and purpose. Speak to us, guide our hearts. In the mighty name of Jesus we pray, amen. Welcome to Pray News, where hope is our only bias. Today's news at a glance, the U.S. falls short of expectations in the World Cup. But there's hope for the underdogs. North Korea's crypto heists have been fueling their nuclear programs. And college football is going crazy right now. This is a big day of news for sports fans out there. Sports are, in many ways, a reflection of life. Teamwork, dedication, mutual goals. With all these things, we make each other better. And that's how it is with the body of Christ. And we pray that we here at Pray News help you to navigate life. If you've been blessed by this take on the news, consider writing a review. We'd love to hear from you. Here's actually a review from Samaj513. Finally, a news podcast that gives us the news in a factual manner and also have the Lord centered in it as well. Thank you. I support this. Well, thanks for the review. We are grateful for your support and pray this news continues to leave you informed and transformed. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.
1: This is your moment. Your time to shine. Your comeback.
0: Our first story of today is an update on the World Cup. In the world of sports, where the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat dance a delicate tango, the U.S. women's soccer team came out guns a-blazing, hoping to nab a third trophy. But this World Cup season in Melbourne, Australia, bore witness to a plot twist that few saw coming. The once indomitable U.S. team, known for their prowess and panache, faced an early exit from the Women's World Cup. The U.S. team's departure from the tournament was akin to a Shakespearean tragedy complete with dramatic tension and unexpected turns. A scoreless draw with Sweden led to a nail-biting penalty shootout, and alas, the Americans found themselves on the wrong side of the scoreboard, but just within millimeters. This marked the earliest exit ever for the four-time tournament champions. Oh, how the mighty have faced just a small hiccup. In the 1999 World Cup, the women's team faced a very similar game, but had a very different outcome. Today's World Cup and the US team seemed a tad off kilter. They seemed off base and not their usual selves. With just one win against Vietnam and draws against the Netherlands and Portugal, their journey felt more like a roller coaster than a victory march. While the champs have fallen, we're tipping our hats to the underdogs. Teams like Jamaica, Colombia, and Morocco have shown that the world of women's soccer is no longer just a one horse race. As defender Crystal Dunn aptly put it, the growth of the game globally is evident, and the U.S. team's challenges are actually a testament to the game's evolution. The league is no longer as top-heavy as it once was. For the sport, that's a good thing, but this year for the U.S., who were on top, it's not as much of a good thing. With the Tokyo Olympics bronze medal and now this World Cup outcome, whispers about Vladko Adonomsky's future with the team are making the rounds. Adenovski has had a commendable run, but the recent results have left fans pondering the road ahead. The U.S. team's youth movement, spearheaded by Adenomsky, brought fresh faces to the World Cup. Players like Sophia Smith, Trinity Rodman, and the young Alyssa Thompson showcased their potential. Yet, the absence of clear veterans made it an uphill battle for them. Social media, that ever buzzing beehive, was abuzz with reactions. Megan Rapinoe's penalty miss and the subsequent laughter became a hot topic. Rapinoe, the iconic star of the 2019 World Cup, announced that this would be her final World Cup appearance. As she tearfully reflected on her journey, one couldn't help but feel a pang of nostalgia. Here's to four years from now when the young U.S. team is going to vibrantly take the stage once again. We'll be cheering for them. And we'll also be cheering for some of these underdogs like Jamaica. They have wonderful stories and we can't wait to see what happens. In the grand tapestry of life, sports teach us valuable lessons about perseverance, humility, and grace, and other values like teamwork and lifting each other up in hard times. The Bible reminds us in Proverbs 24, for though the righteous fall seven times, they rise again. The U.S. women's soccer team with its legacy and talent will undoubtedly rise again, stronger and more determined. As we reflect on their journey, let's celebrate the spirit of competition, the joy of the game, and the lessons learned both on and off the field. After all, it's not just about winning, it's about playing with heart, embracing challenges, and growing in faith and character. That is how sports in many ways reflect life. So here's to the U.S. women's soccer team. May your future be as bright as your legacy is rich. So now let's lift all of this in prayer. Lord, we thank you for the spirit of competition, the joy of the game, and the lessons we learn from victories and defeats. We pray for the U.S. women's soccer team that they may find strength and experience and grow in perseverance and come back stronger for their next journey we also pray for the remaining teams would you keep them safe and continually humble even in their victories may their future shine bright and may they continue to inspire many with their passion and their determination in jesus name amen our next story is about north korea and crypto heists north korea's alleged use of stolen cryptocurrency to fund its nuclear program have sent shockwaves through the international community Three Democratic senators, Elizabeth Warren, Tim Kaine, and Chris Van Hollen, have voiced their concerns about North Korea's increasing reliance on stolen cryptocurrency. Their letter to the Biden administration seeks clarity on the steps to counteract this alarming trend. The senators emphasize the urgency of the situation, noting that North Korea has systematically built its expertise in digital assets over the past few years. The senators' concerns are not unfounded. North Korean hackers have pilfered over $3 billion in crypto-related thefts since 2018. These funds now contribute to approximately half of North Korea's ballistic missile program. These crypto heists have allowed North Korea to amass wealth despite sanctions that are placed upon them from the rest of the world. The crypto conundrum continues to abound here. See, the rapid rise in cryptocurrencies has presented both opportunities and challenges. While cryptocurrency offers financial inclusion and innovation, their decentralized nature can be exploited for nefarious purposes. The North Korea's alleged crypto heists underscore that very dilemma. Anne Neuberger, the deputy national security advisor for cyber and emerging technology, revealed that about half of North Korea's foreign currency funding its missile program is sourced from its cyber operations. This is a significant jump from previous estimates. Furthermore, North Korea's shadow IT workforce operating globally, including countries like Russia and China, has been linked to the regime's cybercrime operations. While engaging in routine technology tasks, this workforce is believed to be intricately connected to North Korea's cyber heists. Senator Warren, recognizing the gravity of the situation, has reintroduced bipartisan legislation aimed at mitigating the national security risks associated with digital assets This is something that both Democrats and Republicans can get behind. The proposed legislation seeks to bring a larger segment of the cryptocurrency market under regulations designed to thwart money laundering, terrorist financing, and other illicit activities. The legislation also proposes enhanced requirements for crypto wallet providers, miners, and other network participants. Additionally, it calls for the implementation of a rule proposed in 2020 that mandates banks and crypto platforms to gather more information About the crypto transactions with unhosted wallets. This will make it much easier to find some nefarious actors like North Korean agents. From a Christian standpoint, the situation underscores the age old struggle between good and evil, where advancements meant for the betterment of humanity can be misused for destructive purposes. A prime example of this is actually the tree of knowledge of good and evil in the Garden of Eden. You remember Genesis 1 through 3? The Bible doesn't describe the tree as the tree of evil. Rather, we are told that the tree offered knowledge of good and evil. It was the tree of knowledge, knowledge of good and evil. Each and every day, we are faced with choices. We are faced with the knowledge to make the right choice or the evil choice. And because of our fallen nature, we skew towards evil if left unchecked. With each new innovation and technological high, the possibility for evil abounds. The discovery of fire, for example, provided humanity with the choice to either warm their huts or burn down an enemy village. Innovations in nuclear power gave us the ability to power entire cities, but also destroy entire cities. Do you see how this works? With each new innovation, with each new invention, with each new technological exploit, we have an opportunity to choose the right path or the wrong path, the path of good or the path for evil. The situation with North Korea is a stark reminder that while technology can be a force for good, it requires vigilant oversight and ethical considerations to ensure it is not misused. This story also causes us to pause and contemplate our potential for evil. Let's pray for our leaders as they navigate this complex geopolitical space. Let's also pray for our hearts, that we would choose good every day, inspired by the Spirit and informed by the world. So, with all that being said, let's pray. Lord, In a world filled with technological advances, we recognize the potential for both good and harm. We pray for wisdom and discernment for our leaders as they navigate these challenges. Strengthen our resolve to always choose the path of righteousness and guide us to use our resources and innovations and expertise for the betterment of all and for your kingdom. Bless us, Lord, as we navigate this life. In Jesus' name, amen.
3: Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you.
1: At PurdueGlobal.edu. Buckle up everyone for this last story
0: because college football is doing a game of musical chairs. If you're a college football fan, this is the story for you. If you're a fan of television controversy and business deals, this is also a story for you. If you're just a fan of absurdity, this is definitely the story for you. In short, here's what's happening in college football at the moment. The Big Ten is turning into the Big 18, the Big 12 is growing into the Big 16, and the Pac-12 is slimming down to the Pac-4. Confused? You're not alone. The Pac-12 football conference in college football, once a bastion of athletic prowess, holding some of the world's most talented teams, is now looking more like the last kid picked in dodgeball. Oregon and Washington are headed to the Big Ten. Meanwhile, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah have decided to try their luck with the Big 12. This leaves the Pac-12 with a mere four members, and one has to wonder if they're now considering a name change to the Pac-few. Meanwhile, the SEC is picking up two big-time programs from the Big 12, starting next year in Oklahoma and Texas. In case you're getting lost, what's essentially happening is that college football is broken up into conferences that have a certain amount of teams that play one another and ultimately vie for a championship. Now, a lot of these teams are moving conferences. They're going from one set of teams to another set of teams. Now, if you're scratching your head wondering why all of this is happening, look no further than your remote control for the answers. Television, the great influencer of our age, seems to be the puppet master behind these moves. The Big Ten and SEC, for example, with their Scrooge McDuck-sized vaults of TV money, have been luring schools away from the Pac-12 like kids to an ice cream truck. The numbers are staggering. The SEC's deal with Disney is worth a whopping $3 billion over 10 years. The Big Ten, not to be outdone, secured a deal that would make them up to $7.5 billion over seven years with Fox, CBS, and NBC. Meanwhile, the Pac 12's potential deal with Apple TV seems like pocket change in comparison. That's why the Pac 12 is losing all of these college programs. These colleges who want to make more money off of ad revenue and TV deals are moving to all of these conferences that have uh, more views. TV money has reshaped the landscape of college football. With its rise in popularity, but its decline in filling stadiums, these colleges are pivoting to an entertainment-centered approach. Many are lamenting that this is the end of regional pride in college sports, while others cheer that they get to see the best teams play each other. Time will tell how good of an advancement this is. Now, how do we find some sort of Christian angle here? How do we reflect on this as believers? Well, we're not going to comment on whether this is unethical here, or this isn't right, or we should uphold these traditions. What we are going to talk about is Matthew 6, verse 21. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What we value most in life informs our decisions. For these college football giants, it's clear that their treasure is veering away from nostalgia, regional pride and the students, and running more towards revenue. They have people they need to employ, programs to remote, and a bottom line to worry about. So we're going to withhold judgment for now. Let's instead look inward. Where does our treasure lie? What directs our decisions as believers? What we value most will dictate our decisions. And Jesus encourages us in Matthew 6 not to trust the corruptible and temporary treasures of this world. Rather, we should store up for ourselves treasures in heaven, which are eternal and incorruptible. Money and power are the treasures of our age, but Jesus calls us to hunt for a different type of wealth, love, compassion, prayer, righteousness, obedience, and mercy. When Christ is our ultimate treasure, our actions will reflect his character. That is when the world around us starts to look a little more like heaven. So with all this being said, let's pray for our own hearts. Let's pray that in a world driven by a hunger for wealth and power, that our hearts would treasure Christ. So Heavenly Father, In a world driven by wealth and power guide our hearts to treasure what truly lasts may we always prioritize love compassion and righteousness over fleeting gains if there are any idols that we have erected in our own hearts would you topple them replace them on the throne of our hearts your kingdom your truth your word teach us to seek eternal riches and reflect christ's character in all our endeavors in jesus name amen thank you for joining us today on pray news It is our aim to be informed and transformed. We pray today that you would proceed with hope, love, and determination to be a force for good. If you've enjoyed this take on the news, consider writing us a review and share your experience. We'll then share those reviews here on the podcast. You can sign up for our newsletter at PrayNews.com, and there you'll find all the sources to our reporting. And be sure to download the Pray.com app to enrich your walk with the Lord, to make prayer a priority, and experience the Bible in cinematic and dramatic ways.